engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good evening. It is 10 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News here on WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's get into the news. Nikki Haley out as a U.N. ambassador, except not yet. She's going to go at the end of the year. I, I got to tell you, I've always found the speculation among reporters very very funny it is true you don't oftentimes see people walk away from power when they have it um but let me say this nikki haley was very very fortunate to be in washington dc where she did not have to be directly in the shadow of the president she could if you will spread her own wings she didn't have to watch out for the white house a lot of people inside Washington tend to get smothered by the president. I'm not talking about this president, presidents in general. They don't want to overshadow the president. And in New York, she could do her own thing. And she ruffled feathers in Washington at the White House because a lot of people felt like she took attention away from the president. Even her defense of the president. Remember the anonymous op-ed? Yeah, way back last century, we had an anonymous op-ed about Donald Trump. And uh, thereafter, Nikki Haley responded to it. And said, you know what, if, if you don't like the president, you don't have to work there, but don't be anonymous, you coward. And a lot of people in the White House said, oh, this, this just puffs her up. It doesn't really help the president. The president himself, apparently, actually really liked it. Uh, but you deal with that as, as Secretary of State. And, and I can tell you that uh, when what's-his-name uh, was, who was, the, who was the, the dummy who was the Secretary of State? Tillerson, Tillerson. Yes, the, the guy who ruined the Boy Scouts uh, was Secretary of State for a while. I was going to write a piece endorsing the idea of Nikki Haley for Secretary of State, and several mutual friends of ours got wind of it and reached out to me and said, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. She's, she's really good where she is. We don't want her to go to Washington, um, where where the the dysfunction around the White House could could do her in. She's doing a good job. It's like okay, I'll keep my mouth shut, and I did. Never wrote the piece, but it's been pretty clear for a while that there are people in the White House who really dislike. They feel like she distracts from the president. The president is not one of those people, though. But I think there's something more simple to this. I don't think there's a sinister explanation. I don't think there's a scandal. I don't think she wants a different position in the government. I think there's actually an easier answer. It is all speculation. I have not talked to Nikki Haley. I have not talked to people close to Nikki Haley. Anyway, so Nikki Haley, I think that the explanation is more simple. She was a an accountant. Her husband has long served in the National Guard. And then she, while she was an accountant, she got elected to the state house. In 2010, she was elected governor of, um, the governor of South Carolina. In 2014, she was reelected governor of South Carolina. She has now served for two years as ambassador to the United Nations. She's been in public office. Really, she's been in public office for, for about, I think, 14 years, but full-time public office for, what, 10 years? Yeah, 10 years. If I were her, I would be ready to go make some money in the private sector. 
her kid her kids have grown up her kids and my kids have, have grown up it's just been funny to watch her kids grow up because Nikki and I've known each other since 2009 um my youngest was born December 2008 and we got to know each other in 2008 it's just kind of funny my, my kids my oldest used to refer to her as Princess Nikki because you know her family is is royalty in India um and it just it's it's been fun to be friends with her and with Michael and he is, I mean, he's been in Afghanistan a lot. He's been in Iraq a lot. She's been a full-time mom and governor. She locked herself out of the governor's mansion one morning in her bathrobe trying to get her kids ready for school. Um, I mean, she's just, she's a mom, and she loves going to Clemson football games. Don't hold that against her. With her kids, they're in college, and she's been, her husband has been in military service. She's been in government political service. It's time for her to go make some money. I don't think there's anything sinister here. I don't think there's a scandal. I don't think she's trying to save herself from the fallout of the elections. I, I don't think anything like that. I think she's ready to move into the private sector and finally make some money. You know, people forget that it, she is Bobby Jindal of Louisiana. He got elected in 2005. No, that was that was Katrina. So he got elected in 2007. Louisiana does odd year elections. Louisiana's odd. I'm from there. I can say that. So he got elected in 2007 and he was governor for two terms. He ran for president. Now he's out in the private sector making money. And we are reaching that stage where the original entrance of the Tea Party Revolution of 2010 are reaching the point of being in service for government service for 10, 12 years. And it's time to go make some real money. I don't blame them. I, I don't blame Nikki Haley for wanting to do that if that's why she's leaving. And my guess is that's why she is. I don't think we'll see the last of her. And I, the reason I say I don't think we'll see the last of her is because um, I wrote a piece today about her and on Twitter, the the what I put up in relation to that piece was, I don't think we've seen the last of Nikki Haley on the world stage. And she retweeted that uh, to all of her followers. And I think that right there is a big hint. She's not actually going away. Uh, what she is actually doing, I don't know. She says she will be campaigning for the president in 2020. She made that pledge for him. I don't know what she's going to be doing in 2024. Uh, but nonetheless, I don't think she's going to disappear from the world stage. I certainly don't think she's going to disappear from the national political stage either. When we come back, that's all we need to say about Nikki Haley because no one really knows and everything is speculation. When we come back, what I think we're going to do is move into some state politics because there is some news here. Stacey Abrams out on the campaign trail. You got Sarah Riggs Amico yesterday uh, attacking Brian Kemp. She's running for lieutenant governor for the Democrats, saying that in the Me Too era, he may not last as governor, uh, you know, suggesting diplomatically that he may be as much a predator as, as Brett Kavanaugh or have skeletons in his closet. Real classy of the Democrats there. Well, now Stacey Abrams is coming out. And, well, she thinks that Christians who think that um, seeing what's happening in the world today, they may need to get a uh, RIFRA pass. Well, she's come out against it uh, since she's, she's a person of faith. She doesn't need anybody defending her faith right as they're going after that baker in Colorado again and coming to you soon here in Georgia. We got that. We got the presidents today, uh, progress in North Korea, perhaps. And then Hillary Clinton, of course, sounds like she's a Trump voter, at least what the media has said about Trump voters, except they're praising Hillary Clinton for what she said. I'll play you that audio. What would it look like if we all listened more? 
Listening to audiobooks motivates us and inspires us, even brings us closer together. There's no better place to listen than Audible because now Audible members get even more. Exclusive audio fitness programs, audiobooks, Audible originals, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, and now, with Audible Originals, the selections has gotten even more custom with content made for members. Every month, Audible members get one credit good for any audiobook they choose, plus two Audible Originals from a changing selection that they can't get anywhere else. They also get access to audio fitness and health workouts created exclusively for Audible, plus... Your books are yours to keep. With Audible, you can go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. Didn't like your audiobook? Exchange it. No questions asked. Start a 30-day trial and get your first audiobook free. Go to audible.com slash Eric, remember E-R-I-C-K, or text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 500-500. You can do it with audiobooks. You can read audiobooks, except you listen. You don't actually read. Well worth it, particularly if you're stuck in the car, you got a long road trip. Audible is the way to go. So start your 30-day trial by going to audible.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, or text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 500-500. That's audible.com slash Eric, or text Eric to 500-500 to get started. It is 26 after the hour. I'm not going to name the news station here in Atlanta. It is not us, uh, nor is it our TV. It's another TV station in Atlanta. And I know we we would prefer you not know there are other TV or radio stations in Atlanta, but there is one. <laughs> and they, they're a little cry on the, the, the thing at the bottom of the TV screen says, uh, it's a deadhead in Georgia governor's race. Uh, there's a new poll and it's a deadhead, not, not, not a, not a dead heat, but a deadhead. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, goodness gracious. Now, when we come back, we do need to get into the polling. There is other news we need to talk about as well here in Georgia. Uh, Karen handles opponent, you know, her opponent, Ran against John Ossoff. Whatever happened to that guy, by the way. But uh, he ran against him and lost. Uh, Lucy... Lucy Macbeth. No, I mean Macbeth. Macbeth. Macbeth it is. Not Macbeth. Macbeth. Uh, Lucy Macbeth. Um, Well, there are problems, you see. Under the Constitution of the United States of America, if you're running for the House of Representatives, you have to actually live in the state where you claim residence, but, um, her husband is a permanent resident of Tennessee, but her husband claimed a homestead exemption in Cobb County. So if they're permanent residents of, if her husband's a permanent resident of Tennessee, how is she here? And then they've got cars that are registered in Tennessee. Her husband, Curtis, is registered to vote in Tennessee. So how are they, first of all, how are they getting a homestead exemption in Georgia? Because under Georgia law, they can if they're not residents of Georgia, and yet they're claiming a homestead exemption in Georgia, but yet their cars are registered in Tennessee, and her husband's registered in Tennessee to vote. Uh, This doesn't make any sense.
It is 39 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News. Let's spend a few minutes on this Lucy McBath situation. I mentioned it before we went into break. Inside, I've now found this article from Insider Advantage uh, that has this. Uh, John Ossoff raised this issue about Lucy McBath. Um, I believe. No, 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 sorry. No, it, it was Ossoff had the issue. Yeah, that's right. Because if you remember Ossoff, I wonder if he ever did get married to his girlfriend. Remember, he said he was going to get married to his girlfriend. They're going to move into the district. He lived outside the district in Hipsterville. Uh, never really wanted to move into the district. Well, Lucy McBath is now running against Karen Handel and has her own problems. In, I'm going to read from Insider Advantage here. Insider Advantage, Phil Kent writes this, has learned the McBath's family is claiming a homestead exemption on property in Cobb County. But they're registered to vote in Tennessee. They're not actually registered to vote in Georgia. The family has registered personal vehicles in Tennessee. In a May 1st public debate, Lucy McBath said her husband was a permanent resident of Tennessee. How does that work? Her husband's a permanent resident of Tennessee. She's running for Congress in Georgia. The Constitution says you got to be a resident of the state in which you run for Congress. So her husband's a registered uh, permanent resident of Tennessee. But her husband, who's Curtis McBath, has claimed a homestead exemption in Cobb County since 2002. So how many years have they been getting the tax exemption when they were legal residents of another state? That's not permissible under tax law. Then there's this. uh, Lucy and, and Curtis McBath's cars appear to be registered in Blunt County, Tennessee, Curtis McBath is registered to vote in Tennessee. Georgia law requires those claiming homestead exemption to register cars owned at the same address. If you're registered to vote, your homestead also determines your uh, residency. So if their cars are registered in Tennessee and they're claiming a homestead exemption in Cobb County, this appears like they're trying to cheat the local tax system. Now, do you want someone representing you in Congress whose family appears to be trying to to cheat the local tax system? That's what this appears to be. You're registered to vote in Tennessee. You're claiming your cars in Tennessee, including, it appears, Lucy McBath's car is being claimed in Tennessee. And yet she says she's a Georgia resident. There's a problem there. There's a real problem there. Something is not right. And by not right, I mean something is not honest. Uh, we need to dig into this a little further, and I'm sure the media, <laughs> who am I kidding? The, she's a Democrat. The media will give her a pass. Uh, year of the woman, you know, year of the woman only applies to Democrats. Karen Handel can't can't actually take advantage of the year of the woman because she's a Republican. Only the Democrats get to do that. Now, Vice President Pence is definitely coming to Atlanta on Thursday to campaign for Brian Kemp. Uh, He will be there on Thursday, uh, despite the hurricane. It looks like uh, by the time he gets in, the worst of the storm will be passed. Uh, Air Force Two will be able to land. He's coming in. Now, as he's coming into campaign for Brian Kemp, you need to know Stacey Abrams was out, uh, got on video today talking. She is opposed to religious liberty legislation. She says uh, she didn't need anybody to defend her religion. Here, Here's a problem. Legit problem. It's not just in Colorado where butchers, bakers, and candlestick makers are being harassed for being Christians. We're having this in Georgia as well. Remember, we had a situation at Georgia Tech a few years ago where a 
kids were being harassed by the administration for being part of a, a Christian group. One was an Orthodox Jewish group. This isn't a hypothetical situation in Georgia anymore. Let's not forget the former fire chief, Kelvin Cochran, of the city of Atlanta was fired for writing a Bible study book for his church. He was fired for writing a Bible study book for his church. He had his job. He gave a copy of it to the mayor of Atlanta. He held his job for a year after it was written, and then a retiring lesbian in the fire department filed a complaint, said the book made her uncomfortable. A year after it had been published, the mayor had given a copy, gotten a copy of it, and had had the the city had okayed him writing the book and having it published, and then fired him for articulating something. All he did was quote the Bible. This isn't a hypothetical situation, and all Riffer does is it says that the state cannot force people of faith to do things um, if there are other ways to do them without violating their faith. It doesn't actually apply to the butcher and the person who comes in and wants to bake the cake, but it certainly does apply in situations like with Georgia Tech, where they were harassing um, students for being members of faith-based organizations or certainly protects Christians employed by the city of Atlanta, and not just Christians, protects Jews as well, protect Muslims, protect Hindus. Protect people of faith. Um, what is so laughable here is that Abrams has come out swinging against having a, a Religious Freedom Restoration Act in the state of Georgia, and some of her biggest advocate, advocacy groups backing her campaign are the ones who are going around the country persecuting people of faith. You see what we're going to get here in Georgia if you get that. Is she is Listen, I think she's a very nice person, but her policies are too radical for the state of Georgia. She is too radically left for the state of Georgia. And her tax policies are bad. Her education policies are bad. Her religious liberty positions are bad uh, all around. And, of course, you got the situation where she didn't even want to take a stand against human trafficking. She drummed up some outside group to give her an award saying she's a fighter for human trafficking. But when push came to shove, she actually walked out of the legislature in act- instead of standing with every other member of the Democratic caucus to take a vote against human trafficking. She walked out. I don't want someone in the governor's office who's going to walk out when it comes to fighting human trafficking. It is 56 after the hour. My kids, so when I was in school, after we moved back from Dubai in South Louisiana, uh, hurricanes were a regular thing, Andrew and the like, and we would get out of school when there were big hurricanes that would come through. Now, you know, for, for Category 1 hurricanes and stuff, it's no big deal. It's just a big rainstorm. But Category 3 is something else, and this storm is now Category 3 and is approaching the panhandle of Florida, so it's going to drop a lot of rain, and my kids want to be out of school so bad tomorrow, but it's so slow moving, I don't think they're going to be able to get out of school tomorrow. When we come back, Hillary Clinton says you can't play nice with Republicans. It's nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800-WSB-TALK. 
the situation is turning ugly on the south side, south of McDonough. Uh, you're getting lots of rain in the area now, all the way up to Hampton. And McDonough is not going to be spared the rain here in the next little while. As Sonoya, uh, Turin, Peachtree City, uh, even over into Noonan in that area, you're going to be getting rain here in the next little while as this uh, storm advances. This is a storm being pushed into the area by the hurricane, which itself will be here uh, tomorrow night. So lots of rain over the next few days. And then cool weather. Did you hear, Kurt Mellish? We're talking in the 40s. It's finally happening. The leaves are just going to all fall off and still be green at the rate this is going. Nonetheless, let's get into the news. Hillary Clinton. She is not really helping Democrats. I know every time Hillary Clinton speaks, I think she kind of hurts the Democrats. Um, let, let me play this for you. And then I got some thoughts. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. But until then, the only thing that the Republicans seem to recognize and respect is strength. And you heard how the Republican members, led by Mitch McConnell, the president, really demeaned the confirmation process. Demeaned the confirmation process. Seriously? Good grief. So you can't be civil unless you have power is essentially Hillary Clinton's message. You know, I I ran the numbers on the Democrats. I, I wrote about this at theresurgent.com. And I want to give you some some numbers here because I, I the Democrats are believing their own press. And they shouldn't. You see, the, the Democrats are convinced, including Democrats listening to this program right now, are convinced that they are the majority party in the nation. Democrats love to point out that since 1988, Republicans have only won the popular vote in two presidential elections. Yeah, okay. The problem for the Democrats, though, is, you know, first of all, if you subtract out California, California really skews everything. You subtract out California, Donald Trump won the popular vote in the nation. But you don't have to subtract out California. Here's the problem for the Democrats and for people like Hillary Clinton. In fact, Hillary Clinton famously, um, this was her chief problem. She ran her campaign focusing on, on skinny jeans, bushy beard hipsters in Brooklyn and ignored Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Michigan and lost them to her detriment. The problem for the Democrats is they have convinced themselves for so long that they are the majority party that they squander their lead. They're not the majority party in the United States anymore. Democrats are not the majority party. And you can curl up in the fetal position, mumbling one man, one vote all you want, but you're not the majority party in the American system. And that's key. You know, population wise, because of New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, Miami, you, you may be popular population wise that may make you the majority vote. But the problem is that it doesn't work that way in this system. The United States of America was founded by men who were deeply suspicious of majority rule and the mob. And so they built a country that respects the rights of states. And in the American political system, Democrats are not the majority party. So here we go. Let me give you this data. Republicans control 31 state houses compared to 18 for the Democrats. Republicans control 36 state senates compared to 14 for the Democrats. 
Republicans control 33 governor's mansions compared to 16 for the Democrats. Republicans control 29 lieutenant governor seats compared to 13 for the Democrats. Republicans control 27 state attorneys general compared to 22 for the Democrats. Republicans control 29 state secretaries of state compared to 16 for the Democrats. Republicans control the gubernatorial seat in the legislature in 26 states compared to eight for the Democrats. In other words, Republicans control the House, the Senate, and the governor's mansions in 26 states. Democrats only do that in eight states. Republicans control the House of Representatives. They control the Senate. and They control the White House. Now, this is going to change in November, to be sure. Democrats are going to make some gains. Uh, the House of Representatives still looks very much like the Republicans may lose the House of Representatives in November. But Dean Heller, the senator, Republican senator in Nevada, who everybody written off, myself included, he's now ahead in an NBC poll. And he's not alone. Marsha Blackburn surged into a lead despite the Taylor Swift endorsement for Phil Bredesen. Marsha Blackburn now in the lead in Tennessee. Heidi Heiskamp is toast in North Dakota. Joe Tess, or, or um, what's his name? Tester. John, what's Tester's first name? No, Senator Tester. Yeah, John Tester from Montana. He's suddenly in a tight race. People wrote off his Republican, said the guy wasn't very good. Suddenly Tester's in a tight race. Uh, Joe Donnelly in Indiana suddenly finding him in a tight race. Claire McCaskill now behind in, in Missouri. Rick Scott ahead in Florida. The Democrats are not the majority party in the United States. And for Hillary Clinton to suggest that they need to somehow get get more violent or, or what have you is crazy. Yeah, I, I played you the audio yesterday of Senator Hirono, um, who on CNN was asked by Dana Bash about protesters getting in people's faces and she wouldn't dissuade them from getting violent. And, you know, you've got Brooke Baldwin on CNN today, and I actually like Brooke Baldwin. I, I do think she is left of center. I do. But I tend to like Brooke Baldwin. But she had this exchange with Matt Lewis and with Mary Catherine Ham earlier today. I, I want to play this audio for you. I cannot believe she did this, and yet she did. I believe it's the overreaction of the left. When you see people like Ted Cruz getting chased out of restaurants by a mob. Oh, when you see, you're when not you, going to use the mob I will, word Oh, here. It's, it's totally a mob. It is without a there's doubt. Mats, I mean, it's, it's, there's no other word mats, for it. It's a go watch. Put up the a video. Mob, of stop. Stop. A put mob, up the video. A mob is what we saw in Charlottesville, Virginia, two Augusts ago. No, a mob is both. not what we saw chasing. I'm what not about, saying what, what they the did people, was right. What about the people who were at the Supreme Court banging on the walls? What do you mobby. call that? Civil protest. Pretty mobby, Mary Catherine Ham says. Easily a mob. Yeah. Brooke Baldwin actually covers her face and puts her head down. She 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 won't accept that it's a mob. Did you see the video? There were dozens of it wasn't just one or two people. It was dozens of people. Same with um, with Sarah Sanders in the restaurant in Virginia. The forced to leave by the owner, but a mob showed up. Mitch McConnell had a mob outside his house. Uh, you've had the the Secretary of, of Homeland Security had a mob outside her house. And, and the CNN anchors could say, it's not a mob. Even refer to it as the M word. Y'all, the Republican Party, despite the doomsday scenarios of the left, and, and I do think November is going to be bad for the GOP. I do. I think we're going to keep the Senate. 
Uh, I do think we're going to lose the House and we will lose some state legislative seats and, and a few governor seats. Scott Walker in Wisconsin is in a lot of trouble up there. And that's just the nature of the beast. It is the nature of the beast. Uh, the president is is more popular than he was, but he's not a super popular president. And the party that is out of power in midterm elections tends to do uh, well. The Republicans in 2010 were the same way. They, they picked up seats. Same in, in 2014. They picked up seats. The party out of power tends to do well in midterm elections. I don't think it's going to be nearly as good as the Democrats expect, though. I don't think it's going to be as good for them in Georgia as they seem to think. They, they seem to think that Stacey Abrams has it in the back. I think Stacey Abrams is going to lose. And all they have is is violence, anger, and rage. And their violence, anger, and rage is turning off more and more Americans. It is it is a good reminder for you. The Democrats think the House of Representatives is illegitimate because they don't win it. They think the Senate is illegitimate because they think uh, New York and California should rule us all. They think the Supreme Court is illegitimate because they didn't beat Brett Kavanaugh. Everything is illegitimate. When Democrats lose... They call it illegitimate. The problem here is not illegitimacy of institutions. The problem is that Democrats have gotten lazy in the last 50 years. They squandered a national lead and decided instead of following the American political playbook and rules, they were going to use a European system. Well, a European system would be all well and good if we had a European constitution, and we don't. And so now they're claiming illegitimacy of the system when it's just they're not playing by the American rulebook. It's like we're playing NFL and they're thinking soccer. What would it look like if we all listened more? Listening to audiobooks motivates us and inspires us, even brings us closer together. There's no better place to listen than Audible because now Audible members get even more. Exclusive audio fitness programs, audiobooks, Audible originals, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now, with Audible Originals, the selections has gotten even more custom with content made for members. Every month, Audible members get one credit good for any audiobook they choose, plus two Audible Originals from a changing selection that they can't get anywhere else. They also get access to audio fitness and health workouts created exclusively for Audible, plus... Your books are yours to keep. With Audible, you can go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. Didn't like your audiobook? Exchange it. No questions asked. Start a 30-day trial and get your first audiobook free. Go to audible.com slash Eric. Remember, E-R-I-C-K. Or text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 500-500. You can do it with audiobooks. You can read audiobooks, except you listen. You don't actually read. Well worth it, particularly if you're stuck in the car, you got a long road trip. Audible is the way to go. So start your 30-day trial by going to audible.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, or text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 500-500. That's audible.com slash Eric, or text Eric to 500-500 to get started. Uh, they they can't get over it. Uh, Slate, uh, their their liberal uh, columnist or liberal reporter, I guess you could say, he a uh, gay rights activist who also writes on the judiciary. His uh, the headline says it all. Brett Kavanaugh's first day on the bench was disturbingly normal. Uh, the actual subtitle: Democrats hoping for the liberal block to disregard or ostracize the new Supreme Court justice will be sorely disappointed. That they are upset that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Elena Kagan, and Sonia Sotomayor did not 
attack Brett Kavanaugh. It, it, it sounds almost like some liberals are upset he didn't go to the court and get all rapey with people because they're they're really upset they were proven wrong, that he's actually a normal guy. He asked good questions and came very prepared. Uh, I will also say this. He and Elena Kagan are friends, and liberals are really upset she talked to him today. When we come back, we're going to take your phone calls and talk about the Senate. Are the Republicans going to keep it? All my kids just want to know if school's going to be out. That That's all they're interested in with this hurricane coming. Mine may be. Yours not going to be affected. Mine may be so. Uh, before I get to the phones, I do need to let you know rain is now encroaching the metro area. We have a line of light rain uh, from basically I-20 north of Oxford all the way up to Pendergrass, uh, Brazelton. It's moving into the metro area, but it's raining itself out. The worst part, though, is on the south side. It's stretching up now. It's going to be encroaching 285 here in the next 15 minutes on the south side. There's a little rain over in the airport right now. Uh, the heaviest stuff is headed into Hampton and Lovejoy. It's going to be down. Really, the worst rain right now is at, at two points. Uh, one is down the uh, Highway 41 corridor south of Jonesboro. When you get south of Lovejoy, you're going to have very intense rain until you get past Griffin. Uh, the other is uh, the Peachtree City area has some rain, but south of there, the Sharpsburg area, the Moreland area, Noonan area, you're going to get some very, very heavy rain here in the next 15 to 20 minutes. If you're on I-85 south of Noonan, you're going to be running right smack into some very heavy rain. If you want to get off at Noonan and have dinner, this rain will be out of your way for the rest of your commute. Um, if you're headed down 75 south of the city, you're going to have rain all the way to Macon. Uh, and it's going to be very, very heavy rain for the most part. Now, let's get into phone calls. Um, let's see. Who am I going to go to first? Ah, yes, Aubrey in Canton. I wanted to talk to you about the Senate. Welcome. Hi, how are you, Eric? Good, how are you? Great. Um, I called a couple weeks ago when you expressed the opinion that Republicans, based on the races, were going to lose the House and possibly the Senate. Now, you've already stated that you believe that we'll still lose the House, but maybe not the Senate. Yes. So you've answered my question. I'd like to issue you a challenge then. All right. If the Republicans keep both the House and the Senate, shave your head on television. If they lose <laughs> either one, you can shave my head on television. Because I believe that strongly that we're going to keep both of them. Well, listen, the American people will not reward the Democrats behavior. I so here's where I stand on the House. I, I think that the House of Representatives is going to be very, very close and it's going to come down to about two dozen races and it's all going to depend on ground game. And I am afraid from some of the Republican consultants I've talked to uh, that those involved at the national level so rode off the House of Representatives months ago that they badly spent their money. They didn't spend it on ground game. They spent it on TV ad buys because they make more commissions there. I I said like two and a half weeks ago that things were turning in the Senate and the Democrats may get an advantage. And then the Kavanaugh situation reversed it uh, and has given Republicans more momentum in the Senate. So for right now, for example, in the Senate, Republicans were thinking they were going to lose Arizona. It's now a two-point race. The Republicans behind, but it's very doable. Republicans thought they were going to lose Nevada. Uh, Dean Heller is now ahead in Nevada. 
Uh, Republicans weren't sure Josh Howley could beat Claire McCaskill in Missouri. He's now pulled solidly ahead of her. North Dakota is gone for Heidi Heitzkamp. John Tester in Montana is suddenly in a fight for his life. He will probably win, but it's not guaranteed. Joe Donnelly looked fairly solid in Indiana until uh, the Kavanaugh situation. He voted against Kavanaugh, and now he's tied in the polling. Joe Manchin is safe. Marsha Blackburn was in a tight race with Phil Bredesen in Tennessee. She's now solidly ahead. And Rick Scott is now ahead in Florida. It's looking like the GOP could make gains in the Senate, uh, which is a month ago what I was telling you. It looked like the GOP could make gains. Uh, then the GOP had a bad month, and Kavanaugh basically has saved the GOP in the Senate. And the House situation now, the generic ballot is terrible for the GOP, but individual races, actually, they're not that bad right now. They're about 24 to 26 seats uh, that are really at stake. If they go for the Democrats and most of them look like they may, the GOP is going to lose the House, but they may wind up with a five-seat majority. It'd be ungovernable, but that's where we stand right now. Um, we'll know in less than a month. Uh, next up, let's go to Jerry in Johns Creek. Jerry, how are you? Good. How are you, sir? Good. How about uh, this for my question to you? Should Republicans appeal to the evangelical and Christian base by campaigning on, um, you know, thou shall not bear false witness? And especially Brian Kemp, considering Stacey Abrams' comments today. You know, I think what they need to focus on is records. I think they've already got evangelicals. They don't need to fire up evangelicals anymore. Uh, evangelicals have the highest propensity of a group of people to go vote, and they tend to vote Republican. Uh, what they need to do is, uh, particularly in Georgia, for example, with Stacey Abrams, uh, highlight crime issues. There is a growing sense, I think, among voters that the country is destabilizing. Uh, when you highlight that the people destabilizing the country support Abrams, that she has a bad record on crime, that she has a bad record on fighting human trafficking, she has a bad record on taxes, uh, and that Brian Kemp is actually good on all those things, I think he has a compelling message. There is a real gender divide in this country, and the Democrats are trying to amp that up and, and divide it even more. One of the other things I think Republicans really need to do is they need to actually find some issues that appeal to moms. And I think they have one handed to them on a silver platter that the Democrats would accuse even your son of sexual assault if they thought they could get a political advantage. And you can't reward that. The Republicans need to hit that message. is 53 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Back to the phones we go. Randy in Athens, you're next. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Eric. I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. Uh, the GLP. Uh, haven't heard much from them uh, backing all the great things in America, but the Kavanaugh uh, effect, as I call it. Uh, why? Where were they? Why were they? Only Mrs. Collins, I mean, Senator Collins and Senator Grassley. Where was everybody else? They well, could have said something. 
So, you know, some of them, like, you had Lindsey Graham, you had Tom Cotton out there fighting very hard for him. Uh, but there are a number of the Republican senators out there who thought they needed to let Susan Collins uh, make up her mind for Kavanaugh and then let her be the one to defend him. And I think what you saw on Saturday, or rather on Friday, with Susan Collins' speech was she made the best case for Brett Kavanaugh that's been made for him, dealt with the allegations and his jurisprudence, and did it on a live televised speech that was seen across networks, including local networks. And it worked for the GOP, I think. Um, Now, there were members of Congress who would have loved to have gotten in the fight and the House of Representatives, but they had no say in this. So they were issuing press releases but not doing anything. Uh, Republicans, though, really thought in the Senate that they needed to leave it in Susan Collins' hands and the hands of people who were somewhat undecided, like Ben Sasse and others. And I think they they performed very well. And, and I'm not a big Mitch McConnell fan, but McConnell performed admirably, was able to see this through. Uh, and I think that was a good thing. It is funny to watch the historical left-wing meltdown now that he's on the Supreme Court. Now, the bad stuff is on the South side. You're going to need to stay with us, though. Here, here's the situation. Uh, So Hurricane Michael is now a Category 3 storm. It is mostly going to be south of Atlanta. The problem is it's a really big storm. So even though the bulk of it is going to be south, you're still going to get heavy rains in the Atlanta area. You need to stay with Kurt Mellish here at WSB and with Doug Turnbull and Triple Team Traffic. They're going to be able to navigate you. It's not going to be an issue in the morning. But by tomorrow afternoon and evening, things are going to change. And overnight into Thursday, there's going to be a lot of rain moving into our area. So stick around here with WSB. We'll keep you up to speed. I will keep you up to speed reading the radar as best I can as this thing moves through. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow night.